0: Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. I want to talk to you today about how to establish peace in the midst of turmoil and opposition. Because if you're in the world, you will have opposition. Trouble will come knocking at your door, but if you have peace in your life, you'll be able to to eradicate the trouble. At least navigate through it. Uh, Peace is a very powerful weapon. If you want to have victory in your life, you have to allow peace to guide you. you. You'll need peace to overcome frustrations and disappointments. There will be conflicts in your marriage. There will be conflicts in family, at your job, with your friends, at the grocery store, the supermarket, in traffic, even in the ministry there's difficulty that arises. Noah, when he sent out a dove to look for dry land, the dove came back with an olive branch. And what is a universal sign for peace? It's a dove with an olive branch. Announcing a new era of peace. When Jesus asked John the Baptist uh, to baptize him, the Bible says that the, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came down upon him as the form of a dove. And we know from that time on that Jesus walked in power as he walked into the wilderness, he walked in power and authority armed with the gospel of peace. One of his titles, which we're going to discover in a moment, is Prince of Peace. And the scriptures also tells us that the kingdom of God is not eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus has just been crucified. The disciples are traumatized beyond belief. They've invested their entire livelihood in following Jesus. They've abandoned everything that they've known to follow Jesus. They they expected I think that Jesus was going to set up an earthly kingdom that He was going to overthrow the Roman Empire and that they would be ruling with Jesus forever as He is the Messiah and it was totally beyond their wildest comprehension when their Messiah was cru- crucified—a horrible death. They all seen it, and now they're behind locked doors. It's so afraid that they're going to do that, the Romans are going to do the same thing to them that they did to Jesus. This is fear on steroids. They're hopeless, they're lost, and they're terrified. And suddenly Jesus appears out of thin air. Now, if I'm already afraid and suddenly someone appears out of thin air and they're supposed to be dead, I may need toilet paper and a change of clothes. The Prince of Peace releases, he says, he says, peace to you. And I believe peace began to go around the room like a dove trying to find some place to land. But they were terrified. I mean, Jesus just appears out of thin air And then they begin to recognize, wait a minute. It is Jesus. And when Jesus understands that they've got the revelation that He is in the room, He announces a second time, peace to you! And this time peace finds a place to land. Jesus says, just as the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. And then taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus himself had received the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. And from that point on, they were forever changed. That's the kind of peace we're talking about. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I don't want to just come and give you a, a good message. I want to come and make a deposit. Yeah. yeah. But it's got to find a place to land. And if you want to if you want to look at your phone and if you want to be distracted, that's up to you. You can do whatever you want. But how's that working for you? How's your life really going? Don't you need some peace in your life today? Peace is not a feeling. However, it can affect the emotions. Thank God. It is a knowing that Jesus is in you and He is in control. Your mind may be screaming a hundred different directions. You don't understand what's going on. It doesn't, it, this does not add up to my doctrinal belief. This, does, this is totally opposite. Ultimately, you have only one thing to grab a hold of, and it's the peace of God, and it's beyond your understanding. You can't grasp it with your mental faculties. You have to you have to realize it's a revelation that God has given you. I have the peace of God in my life. Yeah. Thank you. Remember the disciples? They woke up Jesus. They were on a storm, they were in a storm and they, they 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 were some of these were very experienced seamen and they'd done everything that they knew to do and and finally they had to go down and wake up Jesus. Because they were They were fearful they were going to lose their life, which is impossible. Jesus is on board. You ain't going down. Panic and fear dominated these disciples as they woke the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, up. And what does he do? He walks up. He doesn't allow the panic and the fear to get on him. He doesn't allow everything around him, the pandemic, the craziness, to get on him. Yeah. He steps up on the up starboard, gets on the ship, and he says, Peace be still. Right. Right. And immediately the wind stopped and the sea became quiet. Yeah. And all the disciples can say, Who in the world is this? He's the captain of your storm. Yeah. He's on board. Right. He's not going away. He's with you. Yeah. Eighteen times in the New Testament the Scripture declares grace and peace over your life. Right. Isaiah 9, 6-7 is a wonderful Christmas verse. We've all read it. Probably this year for unto us, us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. His name, his title, his function prince of peace. There will be no end to the increase of His government, of His peace. It will never come to an end. The definition of peace is shalom. It's a Hebrew word which we've all heard many times. And it means protection, health, happiness, prosperity, favor, to be at peace, all is well to be whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the definition of peace. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, has established His government of peace, and the Prince of Peace rules and enforces His government of peace for His people. As as citizens of the kingdom of God, we all have rights and privileges. Peace belongs to us. Through the abundant salvation, we're made complete in Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And He has given us protection, health, happiness, prosperity, favor, nothing missing, nothing broken. Are you hearing me? Jesus is the Lord of Peace, and He governs over His government of peace. His kingdom of peace is forever expanding, and His government of peace cannot be stopped by any border. There's not a government that can hinder His peace. No devil or demonic force can stop His peace. The Prince of Peace enforcing His covenant peace for His people. Yeah. Nothing can restrict the, peace of the Prince of Peace or His government of peace from ruling in the lives of the people. His peace will never come to an end. Yeah. Through the Lordship of Jesus Christ His government of peace forever established in your life, in your family, in your business, in your church, in your environment. Yeah. However, we live in a world and the world's going to behave like the world. The world will offend you. And in the world, you're going to have some trouble from time to time. And when you get worried and fearful about life, you can give away one of the most powerful weapons you have, your peace. Turmoil, fear, doubt frustrations, offenses, strife, guilt, condemnation, yeah. does its best to overthrow the government of peace. Yeah. And it's to rule in your heart. Yeah. Driving in Dallas traffic, haven't done anything, just following the guy in front of me. I'm in the middle lane, lane someone over here, someone over here, hadn't been gone, hadn't been even trying to do anything. Now look in the rearview mirror, there's a Bubba in a pickup truck. And Bubba is holding up his middle finger. Now, I wasn't saved until I was 21, so I'm very, uh, I know sign language. And I knew he wasn't sending me a peaceful message. He was not trying to share delight with me. For a moment I went, how do I combat this? Uh, Do I give him the peace sign? And I said, no, maybe perhaps this guy was in a tragic accident that cut all of his fingers off except his middle finger. (laughs) And now he's just driving along and there's nothing unusual about this. Isn't it something how a one-fingered bandit can come in and steal your peace? can you be a car away, can't say a word to you. And his pain, his frustration, his anger does its best to come through the windshield over into your car and steal your peace. He exits, he's made a deposit. And from, I found myself over the next mile trying to figure out who, why in the world... Did that happen? Hey, no, 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 no. I have the peace of God in my life. Yeah. Oh, people we love can say things to us and we walk away, hurt feelings, get offended, feel rejected. We take it the wrong way and then we give our peace away. We wave at someone, they don't wave back. We speak to someone in church and they don't speak back. We get offended. We're, in, we're we're driving down the road and we run into a bad driver. Instead of saying, "Lord, bless them and teach them how to drive," we're we're we're, we're calling them names, and <laughs> losing our peace. And thank God they can't hear us, but nonetheless they exit and there they go with our peace. Yeah. We watch the news, we listen to what our government's doing, and most of us stand screaming at the TV trying to make some sense out of the stupidity that's in our nation and we go, what in the world is wrong? And we give our peace away. Yeah. The world you live in and the world we all together live in is carnal and self-centered. The world will always behave like the world. You can boycott anything you want to. It doesn't matter what you do. The world's going to be the world. Yeah. yeah, You're supposed to make a difference in the world you are yeah. sometimes their world of unhappiness invades our world of peace and a temporary robbery and attempted robberies in progress trying to get something away from you because the enemy understands how powerful peace is he understands if you walk in peace then you're armed and dangerous yeah thank you jesus has given you his peace in john 14:27 jesus says Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Because the peace that the world gives comes and goes. Let not your heart be troubled. Let your your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. But why? Because I have peace. Jesus gave me peace. Jesus left me peace. It's not the world's peace. It's not temporary. It's something you can possess at all times. It belongs to you. The truth is, with a peace of God in your life, you never have to worry again. That's not fictional, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fact. Yeah. It's a reality. Peace is yours. And peace guarantees you protection, health, happiness, prosperity, and favor. So Jesus, our Prince of Peace, says, protection I give to you. Health I leave with you. Prosperity I give to you. Favor I leave with you. Happiness I give to you. Freely, he gives us his peace. Amen. He goes on and says in John 16, he says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me, in me, in me, you may have peace. In the world, in the world, in me peace, in the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Be happy, be joyful. I have overcome the world. In Jesus you have protection, health, happiness, prosperity, favor, nothing missing, nothing broken. In the world you have tribulation. Yeah. Be joyful. Be glad about it. Yeah. Someone comes up and says, "How are you doing today?" Oh man, I'm so happy. I'm so cheerful. I just, just life can't get any better. Well, how how good is it? Well, a, i I went to the doctor and I got a bad report. On the way back from the doctor, I, <coughs> the car broke down. And it started raining. Luckily, I got out and I was driving and I was walking along and a guy picked me up, gave me a ride. He robbed me. <laughs> and then I showed up for work. I was late and he got fired. I'm having a great day. How how in the world can you have peace in tribulation? How can you have joy in tribulation? Because in the world, tribulation is temporary, peace is eternal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you have is everlasting, it's forever. Romans 8, 28 goes to work for you. All things work together for good, those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Peace sees a better outcome. Even in the midst of the tribulation, it has the ability some way, somehow, to figure out that God's got something good for me ahead. It's not over. The Bible says that Jesus overcame the world. Well, why not overcome tribulation? Because tribulation is my is the subject here. Why, why, don't, why don't we deal with the tribulation at hand? Because Jesus says, no, I'm going for the throat of the tribulation. I'm going for the world. Yeah. Because Jesus overcome every disarmed principalities and powers. If you overcome the source of all tribulation, he's overcome the world. Yeah. You. you have power. Pieces of great, magnificent weapon. Yeah. Colossians 3.15 And let Allow, give permission to the peace of God. Let it rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, the word word rule there is interesting, it's the word umpire. Let the peace of God umpire in your hearts. Now, if you're watching a baseball game, we know that the umpire just does one you know, he just calls out, in, strike, foul, those kind of things. But I decided I'd look it up the Webster in the 1828 version, and it says an umpire is a person who ends the controversy between parties. Peace is an umpire. Peace decides, peace determines, peace directs the outcome of a conflict. Let peace determine the matter. The outcome. Let health rule over sickness. Let happiness rule over depression. Let prosperity rule over lack. Let favor rule over difficulty. Let it be the umpire. So often we see things in the flesh. We understand things, what we can feel, see, taste, and touch. We make, we make de- decisions by all the data we get. And sometimes things don't make sense, but the peace of God always makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. God's up to something, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and we have to allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts. Yeah. That's- My daughter, when she was growing up, she was a young teenage girl, and she came in one day and she was just, she was like most young teenage young women, her hormones are everywhere, and something had happened, adolescent thing, I don't know. Don't remember. It wasn't a big deal, but it was something that brought her to tears. And she was trying to tell me what happened through her tears. Totally could not understand one word she says. And I said, grab my hands. Grab my hands and say this. I will rule my emotions and my emotions will not rule me. If you're being led by your emotions, you're a roller coaster. You're unstable in all your ways. So you can never, ever trust your emotions, especially when you're having a difficult time. Never make decisions in times of difficulty. Follow peace. Make decisions when you find peace. And when you have that kind of peace, then move ahead in the decision. Let not your heart be troubled and be thankful now, I know that none of you probably are complainers. I always thought that we needed to create, you know, you see Cowboys for Christ. You see, you see Athletes for Christ. I always thought we ought to do Grumps for Christ, you know. Yeah. We be our own little, because we complain and we gripe and we bellyache and we yeah. get impatient and stand in line at Starbucks. and It's just too much of a weight for us. Get stuck in traffic. And it's easy, listen, I'm, listen. my rear end's red too, so just, <laughs> I'm not throwing any rocks. And we find ourselves in a place of being not thankful and being unthankful. If you're griping and complaining and not being thankful, then peace <laughs> will, <laughs> will basically go over, sit down, and wait for your attitude to change. Because thankfulness and peace go hand in hand. Yes. It's important that you become thankful. Yeah. Be thankful in all things, not for all things, in all things. In all yeah. things. Thank you. I'm not thankful for a car wreck, but I'm thankful that in a car wreck. You see you i say? Find something to be thankful for. Yeah. Thank a lot of you know my story, but in December Of 2010, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure, AFib, and pneumonia. And my my heart was producing 27% of the blood that my body needed to live. I could not go by my understanding. I couldn't go by anything other than the Word of God. I was dying. I knew I was. But you know what? I never said it with my life, with my mouth. I had to let the peace of God rule where? in my heart i needed i needed something to go on in my heart wherever whatever you may be suffering with you have to let the put the peace of god in there is anybody listening to me yeah. you got to insert the peace of god people will be pe- pe- listen some people get stuck on stupid yeah you can you, listen you can't you can't fix stupid yeah but you can fix your involvement in stupid. Yeah. Yeah. you got to disassociate with that kind of craziness. Yeah. And you got to say, I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my life. I'm not going to allow somebody else's drama to dictate how I'm going to live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Peace is going to rule in my life. Yeah. God's got something great for me. God's not through with me. This is not the end of it all. Listen. The destiny of God on is you is still secure. I don't care what's happened. God's not changed. He's still on, he's got everything on on task. You're good to go. Yeah. What's stealing your peace, or why are you giving your peace away? The Truth is, you can have a lot of things right in your life, and one difficulty can drain it all out. Let the peace of God just all go. Think about it. Going to bed, yeah. Wake up with it. It's just there, irritating you, stealing the peace of God. Am I talking to anybody today? Yeah. It could be money. It could be health. It could be your future. Doesn't matter. You have to let the peace of God rule. Some of you are so mad at yourself, you can't see straight. You've disappointed yourself. You've done stupid things. You've yeah. reacted. You've, you, listen, What you, some, when, when you get messed up, what you try to do is you, wanna, you, you try to self-medicate. Yeah. And when you start self-medicating, you're headed down a rabbit hole, honey. You don't want to go there. The only thing that you'll be able to medicate with is the peace of God. God's gonna lead you out. He's gonna help you. Yeah. And God wants God very much wants to don't want you to walk around with guilt and condemnation. He wants you free. He wants you to understand the yeah. grace of God yeah. covers your life. Yeah. He loves yeah. you very much. He's not, he's not through with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I find is that a lot of marriages they suffer just because mainly is that they don't understand Genesis 2.18. It says that it's, it's not good for man to live alone, and I will make him a helper. So that means that ladies are a helper to men. Now, if that offends you, ladies, don't be too offended. The Holy Spirit's also called a helper. It's a pretty good title if you ask me. Yeah. The woman's more like the Holy Spirit in the marriage than moving right along before I get in trouble with the men. That don't mean that you need to flirt fly around all the guys and say, you need to change, you need to change. No, no, no. So my wife, she, she called alongside to help me. So <clears throat> she loves to help me drive. And I've got a helper in the car when I drive. Uh, <laughs> She helps me by looking at my speedometer and <laughs> reminding me of the speed limit. Uh, say, Baby, i say, babe, I'll be driving a little bit over and <clears throat> a lot over. She'll say, do you know the speed limit? I says, yes, dear, and I'm doing it plus. Huh? She helps me when a light turns green, even though it's by been a quarter of a second. It's green. If it happens to turn red and I go through the light, she's quick to remind me how lucky I am that I didn't get a ticket. <laughs> and if I'm parking and I park in a place, she says, why didn't you park there? In which I have no answer for. <laughs> I start to pull out, she says, where are you going? So, because you want me to park there? No, this is fine. if I go a certain direction to go somewhere, she's quick to help me, tell me which way she would have gone because it would have been a much better way to go. Uh, And then there's the times where she's looking at a magazine and then I'm about to exit and she looks up just in time and her little mind is buzzing about 100 miles an hour and she says, you're taking the wrong exit, in which I don't take the exit. I just go, and then we have to turn around and come back, and she helps me get back to take the exit I was going to take in the first place. (laughs) I get aggravated at her, but I realize she's helping me, not controlling me. There's a difference, you know. She's helping, not controlling and if I happen to be driving for four hours and then I happen to get over in the rumble strip where I go, you know, driving by Braille, she says, are you okay? You, you, you need to quit jerking the car. I, and I said, babe, you want me to pull over and you drive? She says, no, I'm good. She's helping, not controlling. And you know, I misread her frustrations, I mean, her, and her intentions, and that sometimes leads to a bad attitude and arguments if I'm not careful. But if I'll stop and be thankful that I got to help her in the car, <laughs> life is good. I'll also establish the fact that she has saved me some, from some car wrecks, so <laughs> I'll take it anytime. God has called you to establish. G- Jesus' kingdom of peace in your home, in your business, in your work, in your body. Be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfulness defeats stress. Stress is said. I don't know who says it, but it sounds good. 95% of all sickness comes from stress. Let's just deal with the stress and be thankful. If half your house is falling down, get on the half that's not, be thankful for the half that's not. Find something to be thankful for. Yeah. If you make three thousand, if you have three thousand five hundred dollars to your name in assets and money combined, you're one half of the richest population in the world. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Be thankful. Now we know a thermometer if we brought a thermometer in here it would tell us the temperature of the room. say it's 72 degrees it's 72. It will never do anything to change the temperature of the room. it will just announce to us the temperature of the room. However, if you have a thermostat, the thermostat is connected to a higher power that's able to control the temperature of the room. We don't want to be a thermometer if there's panic in the room, we don't want to walk into the room and become panic too. If there's fear in the room, then we don't want to go in and become fearful too. We want to walk in as a thermostat connected to the peace of God, able to control the peace of God in us. Now, I can't make someone that's totally fearful and afraid. I can't, I can't make them be at peace. But I don't have to, I don't have to partake of the turmoil and the drama that they're experiencing. I can't tell you how many rooms that pastors walk into emergency rooms where there's total panic and disarray and there's no peace. And it's difficult to try to turn that tide when they've not ever experienced the peace of God in their life. And I believe that God's called us to be a thermostat. You be the peace. You be the peace of God. What, what, what yeah. qualifies you to? Because Jesus has given it to you. Yes, Jesus has left it with you. That's enough, right? Yeah. That's enough. What else do you need? Well, that's right. yeah. Establish it. Let it rule. Let it be the umpire. Let it determine the outcome. Yeah. My wife and I, we'd not been saved very long. Actually, I'd actually been through Bible college and we went back to my hometown and got a secular job and was working and Misty was young. She was still in diapers and she was in the back room and we got one of those knockdown drag out fights. I don't know if you ever had any of those. I probably started it. I probably dominated it. I probably because I my gift of gab, <clears throat> I can out talk her, but she's still <clears throat> I'm still afraid of her. Anyway, uh, <laughs> And everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And I had, and, and now, like strife and every evil work had come in. I didn't get physical with her, but we were just mad. So mad you can't remember why you're mad. Don't look at me that all that holy. Then I'll move in the prophetic and call you out. Uh, And then I began to hear Misty scream in the back room. It wasn't like, I need, I'm hungry, scream. I need my diaper chain scream. It was like something's killing me, scream. And I knew immediately what I'd done. I, the man, had opened the door for strife through anger. And it had come in, and it attacked my daughter, our daughter. Now, men, we like to be right. And our ego sometimes is bigger than we like to admit. But I knew I only had one recourse. I had to fix this. So I went back and I picked up Misty and brought her in. I said, babe, I said, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Let's pray. Now, <laughs> if you've ever looked across at your mad wife and said, let's pray, after you've messed up a bunch. It's like her eyes can send you to the hottest hells of flame. I mean, it was like, I went, oh my God. Because it's like, now? Really? Right? Really now? You're going to pull the let's pray card now? you come, You, you going to be religious now? And I said, I, I apologize. I, I'm sorry. I, listen, I can eat crow any way you fix it. I can eat it boiled, fried. I can eat it with feathers on. Doesn't matter. I can do it. Because I just want, listen, it's not matter who's right or wrong. It's a matter that you fix it. I said, babe, forgive me. I'm sorry. If I pray, please say amen at the end. All the while holding my daughter screaming in her arms. I pray. I repent. I said, Lord, forgive me. Amen. And I look at her. And she just looks at me. I said, babe, please say amen. And when she said amen, Misty went right back to sleep. Like nothing ever happened. Some of our trouble is this. Yeah. 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 We want peace, but we stir drama and we stir trouble. We don't we don't know how to give a peaceful response. The Bible says a peaceful answer turns away wrath. If you want to live life of peace, then speak words of peace. Speak safety, not destruction, speak healing, not sickness, speak happiness. Believe the best. Speak prosperity, not lack. Speak favor and blessings. That's what we're to do. You're not a citizen of this world. Your wisdom is from above and it's peaceable. It comes from God. You're ruled by the Prince of Peace. And His government of peace governs your life. You're called by God to enforce His peace and to change the atmosphere where you live. Oh my goodness, I just looked at my clock. I've got to wind this thing down. I've got way too relaxed with you guys. And it says this in Romans ten fifteen: and how shall they preach unless they're sent? I'm sending you. It is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. You're to preach the gospel of peace wherever you go. Who bring glad tidings of good things. Yeah. You're called to proclaim the gospel of peace. Remember the definition? You're to preach the gospel of prosperity, the gospel of health, the gospel of protection, the gospel of favor, the gospel of nothing missing, nothing broken, because people are broken wherever you go. They need to see peace in action. And you have the ability to do it. When you preach Jesus, you preach an all-conquering Jesus. His righteousness is your righteousness. His victory is your victory. It's good news. It's good news. There's a story of the Sunanite woman in the scriptures, and and she she sees uh, Elisha come by the way, and she knows he's a prophet of God, so she builds him a house. Says, "Come along in here and stay with us." And Elisha is so impressed with the hospitality of this woman, he says, "What can we do for her?" and they begin to figure it out, and they realize she don't have a child, so Elisha said, by this time next year, you're going to have a child. And, uh, and she becomes pregnant, and she has a child, and then, and then after uh, the child is out working with his father one day, and his father sends him back home to his mother, and the child dies in her lap. Everything that she lived for, her child is dead. And she goes up and gets the child, and she goes and puts the child in upon the prophet's bed. And as she does so, she walks away and she goes down and she gets her servant. So now that everybody gets your stuff together, we're going to go see the man of God. Husband comes down and he looks at her, the husband. You can be truthful to your husband, right? She says, why don't you go see the man of God? Is it okay with the child? And she says, Shalom. It is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And as she, she, she says, all right, guys, don't slack and get with it. Put the pedal to the metal. Let's get to the man of God. As Elisha sees her approaching, she says, Gehazi, go out and meet the woman. If I ask her three questions, is it all right with her husband? Is it all right with her? Is it all right with the child? Gehazi comes up. Now that she can really be honest, because she's with the man of God. She's about to announce what's really going on, and, and she says, she Gehazi says, is it okay with the child? And she says, shalom. Are you lying, woman? What is the matter with you? It, it, If there's ever a time you can be honest, but know what she's tapped into, she's tapped into a covenant of peace. She's tapped into something that is beyond her grief. And her emotions are crazy. She understands it, but she's got to control one thing she's got to control what she says. Yes. And even when she gets a hold of Elijah, says, well, How is it? She says, It's well, it's fine, it's peace. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. You have to allow peace beyond your understanding. You have to allow that to rule and reign in your life when your emotions don't make sense. It's what you have to do. Establish the peace of God in your life. Yeah. Thank what would have happened? If she would have fell apart when her husband asked. What would have happened? We don't know we do know this boy was raised from the dead. Sometimes we lose our peace. And many of you here today have misplaced it or given it away. You allowed someone to steal it. Today, we're going to call it back home. Yeah. Have you, you ever lost a pet where you just... Is, <laughs> unashamedly walk up and down the streets calling your dog's name. I mean, here you are announcing, Fido, 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 screaming, walking down the alleys, screaming, and your neighbors look out at you. God help you if, you, if you're a cat lover. You lose your cat, and then you're walking up and down the streets going, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. You ever seen these big old boys... Walking walking these little bitty dogs, I go, oh my gosh. It takes a real man to do that. (laughs) And sometimes what we've done is we've lost something. And today, we're going to stand on our feet. We're going to call the peace of God back to our lives. And we're going to leave here determined to let the peace of God rule in our lives. Can I have an amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. There's people in here today I'm talking to. You're putting one foot in front of the other. And you're doing it by faith. We've all been there. If you're not, you will be, because life happens. That's why you come to church and you learn how to act when the world comes cascading in. Establish the peace of God in your life. So I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, we're going to say peace. Peace. And I want you to see that peace of God coming over you in every single opposition that's against you being totally eradicated out of your life. Giving you a foot up on the situation. Something that you've not been able to quite do. Are you ready? One. Now say it like you mean it now. Get Pentecostal about this. Two. Three. peace Father in the name of Jesus the name that's yeah. above every name yeah. yes. the peace of God right. beyond our understanding yes. yeah. come flow like a river in this house right. upon your people Lord I know many have been struggling Lord they're trying to figure things out and they don't have the mental ability to right. do it Let the supernatural grace and the peace of God flow over them now in Jesus' name. Peace. Peace. I speak to anxiety, fear, doubt, confusion, condemnation, and guilt. Peace. Peace. Where sickness and pain is there, I announce peace. Peace. No destruction. No tragedy. Peace of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you Father for the flow of the Spirit of God. That Lord that I announce peace. Jesus said peace to his disciples and I thank you that Lord your peace is finding a place to light. The Lord that the peace of God lights upon us as a dove that comes upon us we accept the peace of the living God upon our lives to give us supernatural wisdom, divine discernment and understanding to navigate life where there is no light yet you give us light where there's no ability within us to do it that Lord you give us the know how and the strength and the discernment, and the power of the Holy Ghost that we're able to move in this world in an element of peace that bewilders humanity. Lord, today, we accept the peace of a living God over our lives in Jesus' name. And if you believe it, say amen, 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 amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.